the world champion with a body like that. And this man. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. Travis, what's up? Ramsey! Not much. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Welcome to another rumbling reality where me and Travis fill your ear holes with tons of wrestling shit. Yeah, useless knowledge of wrestling trivia. But, you know what? I hope you enjoy it because you probably like wrestling if you're here. And And if uh, you don't, F off. Yeah, go F off. Yeah. We ain't got time for that ish. Travelocity, what is going on today? What is... Oh, I gotta say, first off, I did not watch Starcade. Not yet. You know why? Why? Because it's not on the network. Um, there's... Is it really not? I swear on my life, why? there's nothing. What's the point of having a WWE network if they don't show those kind of things? Right? That's been the complaint of everybody. Are you the serious? The only way you could watch Starcade is if you were there live. Are you kidding me? You think I'm effing with you? No. That is ridiculous. I really didn't know that. I was actually hoping and getting off um, the podcast with you later, doing my Christmas lights, and watching Starcade tonight. But now, well, that's great. Yeah. Instead, you should watch the 365 of Kevin Owens. I already have. See? It's Did you so enjoy it? Good. Yeah. I liked it I a actually like the concept of the 365 show. Yeah, it's pretty cool, like a full year. Oh yeah, absolutely. But they should do 365 in a day. That will we see after his downfall. I'm just kidding. Now you're starting to go too. I know day. too much. Um. So, what do you think about Paige returning? Well, first off, that was long overdue. Um, second off, it was exactly what I expected to take place. Was that nobody was going to give a damn about whatever happened last year? Um, all the stuff that surrounded her. Nobody cared. Everybody oh, yeah. was just happy to have her back. You know. Um. And it was, it was great. Um, what I don't like is them running the same angle on Raw and SmackDown back-to-back. Mm. No, that pun, no pun intended. No, it's angle. there's every pun intended on oh, that one. Oh, an angle, sorry. Yeah, every everything you can think of, they so went uncreative on that and went for three, three divas, or I'm sorry, not divas, three women's wrestlers now that are doing the exact same gimmick on both shows. It, it's kind of odd. It was really odd to me that you had two and sets. And it's the same type of characteristics from all three of them, too. Well, the weirdest part is there's there was two sets of three women that both made their debut on Raw and SmackDown. Well, not debut, well, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, but and what I'm getting at is they have a mixture of the same dynamic of three characters. And as an example, you have Ruby Riot and Paige who are – Basically, the anti-leaders, if you will. Which um, they should have came together. Huh? They should have been the ones to be together. Uh, I don't know. It makes well, so much then, more sense. Well, then you've got the hot blonde in both Liv Morgan and Mandy Rose. Then Who's hotter? You, uh, Mandy Rose. Hell no, Liv Morgan. Get the hell out of here. Man, uh, oh my, she, she looks too fake, bro. Get the, get the hell out of here. She's too fake need, looking. You love those fake girls. Here. I don't need you to give me your Liv Morgan worship the ground she walks on. I didn't say worship. I just said she's hotter. That, I didn't, well, yeah, I didn't say she's a better wrestler or anything. I didn't say that either. I just know you worship the ground she walks on. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> um, and then you have a tough a tough chick that's in each group too with Sonya Deville on Raw and Sarah Logan on SmackDown. 
So I'm like, it's the exact same group. It's the exact same type of dynamic. Five bucks and says George's favorite is Sarah Logan. I mean, to be perfectly honest, Sarah Logan, she's a good in-ring worker. I meant looks-wise. Uh, looks-wise, yeah, probably. Could be. By, by my... Uh, Maybe. Oh, and George, <laughs> my, George is my brother, by the way, guys. I'll, men I'll mention George quite a bit here and there. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I just, I mean, I was excited to see them all come in the same week and stuff, but it just felt like, to me personally, both of them are very lackluster. They of, are. Of what they could have been. There's no real point or motive to either team that we know of thus far. Um, there was, Oops. there is a rumor going around that they are, um, is it a rumbling rumor? It could be a very Whoa. much a rumbling rumor. I had to, I had to. Um, that actually they're supposed to be like a, a mastermind behind each three sets on Raw and SmackDown coming in. Like there's an overall person who's um, who's doing that for both for both factions, like over control of both of them. So I think that would be cool in regards to they're going to actually put some type of master manipulator in play, which would be cool if it's if it's that one person that's doing it for both shows. That's cool. But if it's not, then there's really no there's no story there. There's no dynamic there. Yeah. What's what's the connection? Like what really? What makes what makes these people stand out? You know, I don't I don't get it. I don't get what the what uh, the attention is for them. Other than that, uh, the team over on Raw of Mandy Page and uh, uh, Sonya actually spells out in the initials of PMS. So. <laughs> Oh my god, that was such a sexist joke. I'm just saying. That you're gonna get you're gonna get in trouble for that one. Thank I'm God, sure. thank God. Most I guarantee you, there's probably like one or two women listen to our show. Probably mostly men. Right, but just I'm saying, serious. I'm, I, mean, I, 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 I love everybody. I probably minus your page. Probably you know one girl. I'm just saying, minus uh, their initials made up the the acronym of PMS. My God. Okay, next subject before uh, we get shut down by the women's, uh, whatever they're called. The uh, women's revolution. No, gosh. Oh, that sounds better. Um, what else uh, happened this week that we need to talk about? Hmm. Man, uh, there's not a whole lot that went on this week, to be honest. Um, I'm looking at my, uh, I'm going to rumblingrumors.com to remember what I wrote all week. Because we, 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 I was off Thursday and Friday off my work, so rumblingrumors.com has been uh, lacking a little bit in the article section. I, too, was off uh, that same amount of time. Um, well, there's a, I, I think there's this big debacle right now over the uh, – I guess right now there's stuff going on amongst WWE in regards to Finn Balor. That, oh, that's a good topic to talk about. Okay, you can go. Go with it. Yeah, because this this actually infuriates me quite a bit. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> um, according to uh, the Wrestling Observer, who's a very well known publisher of wrestling stories. Oh yeah. Um, Vince McMahon, for the most part, from what they have said, has soured on Finn Balor as a main event uh, character on Raw. Um, to put it into perspective as to exactly what the Wrestling Observer reported. Um, as most uh, insider fans would know, there was plans to have uh, a Brock Lesnar Finn Balor confrontation at this year's Royal Rumble for the Universal Title. Seems pretty logic. Finn Balor is the first Universal Champion. Never officially lost the title. He's now back. 
Um, I I believe he's on top of his game. He has great yeah. matches. He's over with the crowd, and it's there's no better time to you know strike while the fire's there. So that apparently had been the plan uh, mm-hmm. for the Royal Rumble this year. Then enter Vince McMahon one day after Survivor Series, um, where we see apparently Vince doesn't view Finn Balor as a main event player anymore. Quote unquote, they said that he is just a newer version of Dolph Ziggler in Vince's eyes. Oh God, I I didn't miss that part. Yeah, meaning he has great matches, he's a great hand, but he's bland outside the demon character. So he doesn't really see a main event spot, and apparently the office, quote unquote, doesn't view him as a main event. So, aka, star. probably not Triple H, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, you, you know that you had your company, one of its brands, had him as the face you, for almost two years. Do you think? I know exactly. Do you think Triple Vince has something against Triple H's guys that he's trying to bring? I would say besides maybe Samoa Joe. And Triple H did not bring Styles, so we can't you can't really say he brought him NXT and made, made him who he is. It's not true. But all the other guys, he didn't make Samoa Joe either. But at least every guy that came through Triple H's NXT, Vince has slowly but surely destroyed them. Slow. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's like it, there's something to it. I just feel like Vince does not have enough. Um, they're not a they're not a homegrown talent. Yeah, know? but it's it's just funny to me because Triple H is putting all those you know all of his. Um, time and effort to make an NXT what it is and look how big it is and look how these you know these stars are growing and all this stuff but it's like the guys that really could be something on Raw or Smackdown get there and then something happens an injury of whatever not very good match and the Vince loses all hope and just pushes the big guy yeah well and let's face it uh, I guarantee you that if there's going to be another Vince McMahon biography at some point which I'm sure there will be They'll talk about how much of a creative genius he was because he helped create Braun Strowman, who's one of the hottest acts in WWE right now. But something one of our listeners and uh, one of our buddies who's a comedian actually made a comment on, uh, it was either yesterday or Friday, um, and I want to say it was on Friday. We, Me and him were discussing um, the whole Balor situation, and he brought up a good point, something that I didn't really realize or really take into heart, that with Survivor Series, just this past Sunday, we had the five-on-five Survivor Series main event match, which, by the way, um, did not live up to the expectations that I had put in my head. Um, Kurt Angle, I, I hate saying this, I really do, because I, I love Kurt mm-hmm. Angle. I know where this is going. He is definitely – he does not need to be wrestling anymore. And he's, do you think it's because – I found out he has an injured leg. He's just – it's his body's too old now. It's I think it's I think it's too old, and I think he's had too much time away from the ring since his last – his actual last match, which has been some time ago um, before his WWE return. So – I think he, there was too much time off in between, and honestly, I think he's just—he's at that age now where his body's just not going to cooperate. There's too much that's gone on to it now. Um, but when you have Shane McMahon, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Braun Strowman as your final four mm-hmm. that are involved in the match, the only person who's actually still 
um, of this generation is Braun Strowman. Yeah. That's it. And for you to say that Finn Balor, of all people, is not main event level talent. I mean, he has the track record to, to disprove anything Vince would ever say. I mean, whether it's, you know, New Japan or wherever it is, he's he's been, you know, close to the top of the mountain. And I think actually, I think George corrected me or corrected us. He has been champion before. No, Nakamura had been IWGP champion. Nakamura. Finn Balor was never the IWGP heavyweight champion, but he was junior heavyweight. Junior champion. weight. That's what it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's and it's not even necessarily that. It's not the New Japan stuff that I think puts him over. It's the fact that this generation. Matter of fact, little side note. Here, Don't matter right of fact before, me. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> Right before uh, we came on to do uh, the recording of this episode, um, Ramsey and I both were trying to yep. uh, give ideas for new snippets for the opening that you hear each week. And if week. you can okay. tell, and the little snippets you hear at the opening theme, if you could tell, we just cut out Ginger Mahal instead yeah. of the, whatever. Keep going, Travis. <laughs> but something that he and I were trying to think of was we were trying to think of guys um, that had – uh, some some familiar catchphrases to go in with that, and we listed off several guys. We were saying uh, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker. Uh, obviously, you hear Rock and Stone Cold, uh, Ric Flair, um, and then it just kind of occurred to to me right off the bat. And Ramsey said the same thing. Was we were trying to think of a newer guy that's got a catchphrase. And something that you know makes them stand out—that they are like that's their signature. That's what they. Yeah, I know it's a WWE do. thing. You have to catch phrases, and it's very like packaged. But I mean, that's sorry, it's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, there was there's really no stars that that put anything into a catchphrase anymore. I mean, sure you've got one-off words like Bobby Roode with glorious or, or something. Shinsuke's like come on! I love that. I don't know why. I mean, I will not even necessarily call that a catchphrase. It, um, it is now. It's Definitely a taunt. It it's a taunt, not taunt. a catchphrase. Yeah, that's true, but the taunts become catchphrases. It it could be, but... Um, oh, hear your cat in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all actuality, for for anything of that of that nature, I totally would go about the saying is we don't have any guys that legitimately have any kind of catchphrase that's, that registers I mean, with anybody. Okay, let's let's go down the list, Travis. Let's get a little, sure. little t- joke. Or not joke, little thing. Sure. We'll go off one by one off our heads and think of new generation. We're talking about new generation wrestlers. So we're not talking like Jericho's that are reinvented themselves or Matt Hardy's that have reinvented themselves. We're talking about guys that are, you know, probably 34, 35 or younger. I think Matt Hardy's still in there, but I'm saying like guys that are just newer, younger. I would say more in the 20s. Um, new guys. I'll go first. Glorious. And he's not even he's super young, I found out. Yeah, he's he's late 30s, about to be 40. I know. I was like, what the? Okay, hey, no, I got Glorious. You're welcome, go. by the way. What? You're welcome. Who's that? Hey, For what? Me. For giving you Bobby Roode right off the bat, making it difficult on me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Dude, I've yeah. been saying Glorious all day on my Twitter, so whatever. Whatever it's you can you can try to sugarcoat it any way you want to. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, now over to me. Uh, okay, here's one. Braun Strowman. Braun. Isn't that more go. of a taunt though? Uh, no, because he's not. Because every time he hits somebody on the floor and knocks him real hard, he does that. That's not a taunt though, because he's looking out at the crowd. He's not looking at his opponent. Um. 
To an extent, you're right. That could be a whole other debate. Uh, okay, my turn. But we count it, so. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, I'm trying to think of... Uh, we are... Oh, man. I have a good one. We should, I have a good one we should use for the freaking intro now. Well, you can always go we back don't, and We don't set the bar. We are the bar. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a tag team. Dang, man. We should have used that for the intro. I love the bar. That is definitely one that I... Either way, about. though, Travis, this is, this is still really hard. <laughs> it's extremely I difficult. Mean... Like, and guys, just... if you can think of any ones we're not listing... Go to our Twitter, WWE Ramsey, Travis. Oh, dang. I just thought of one right off the bat. I don't know how we didn't think of this one. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, Miz has been around for quite a while. I wouldn't I Yeah, but Miz new. didn't really strike, strike out until about 2010. So he's really hit, hit it with a catchphrase that's, and everything like that since 2010. So I'd give that, I'd say that one. And there is a couple catchphrases guys that we just didn't want to use. Like I wasn't, I mean, I'll, I'll do it for our little game we're doing, but for our intro, it was uh Roman reigns. There's like, he's believe a couple of believe that, which that. is to me, it's boring. I like reigns, but that's boring. And then you also oh, have yeah, his other one. I'm not the, it. I'm not the, I'm not the guy, blah, blah, blah thing. Yeah. Well, and if he didn't pause in between the words believe and that for so long, it would actually be decent. But the fact that he draws it out and goes, believe that. I mean, there's a, I mean, oh, dang. Travis, we're messing up today, bro. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. They just started recently doing that. So, But I'm they... saying actually catchy ones. There's, there, there's, there's ones like... Um, uh, like a legit boss, things like that to me aren't really catchy. <laughs> and no, the whole point not. of this, the thing I'm going to put on our little like header is one of the things, or on the little details, it says catchy catchphrases. Not just a catchphrase, it's again, a, a real good one that people you know love or most of the crowd will say with him. But legit boss to me is not as amazing. No, and they don't really say it with her. Um, but the Uso Penitentiary is, is actually starting to catch on. I like it a lot. Yeah, I honestly... I named two in a row, bro. Your turn. I wasn't feeling it at first, but now I'm totally getting it. Like, I, I enjoy it. I think the Usos are actually coming along as a new package that's better than the one they were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, let's see. What what could be another one? Oh, and like we were saying earlier, if we're missing one, guys, that you think is real popular, make sure to you know on, go to our Twitter, WWE Ramsey, and tell me how you feel. Or Travis's. Oh, oh, do I need to fill it? You're supposed to intro your thing, yeah. Oh, slow down, yeah. At Travis underscore Falhark. Thank you. Um, Okay, Uh, follow the buzzards. There you go. There's another one. That's a good one. Okay, yeah. So Bray Wyatt's got one. Um, We aren't. We aren't. We are not fully stumped yet. So this is good. No, Uh, we're. we're, We need to keep. We need to keep the pace up so guys don't fall asleep on the other side of the podcast. Let's see. I think we're almost, I, I think we're, let me think honestly I think we're almost done with real catchy catchphrases. Yeah. Like yeah. real ones, the like catchy ones, not just like t-shirt sells or just ones they say once in a while. Like if you feel the glow, and I mean, you know. What well, yeah. Does well, Enzo it, actually have one? Well, Naomi's getting that over. I mean, that is actually I know, but it's not one of those things you're like feel the glow. Like I mean, it's like I don't know. Just True. It doesn't sound really exciting or like really intimidating. Yeah. 
I, I understand. Or anything, really. You know, sad part is Finn Balor does not have one I can think of because I know why. I love Finn Balor so much. I kept looking and up different stuff, little snippets, clips online to use for the intro. I couldn't find anything that stood out to me like he says enough consistently. Well, and you know, I would I would argue that him saying uh, this is Balor Club. Yeah, uh, but that's that's like I would so argue that. dumb, man. I, one thing that's one thing I don't like. It's very generic. It is, but at the same time, I mean, we're. We're not saying what necessarily is is great or five star. I mean, but uh, I mean, I, I'm just listing that out there because he says it everywhere he goes. So um, this wasn't. I think our, sorry, I think he's working on it. I yeah. think he's definitely working it, um, and I think it'll catch on eventually. Does Kevin Owens um, have one? I should know this. My favorite guys right now, but no, he doesn't. I mean, obviously, Jinder Mahal, modern day Maharaja, but that was in our intro. We took it out, so. Uh, another one that we that we mentioned nerds <laughs> that doesn't count. Oh, really? um, I, well, I mean, I That's guess a... crowd participation. I guess it they is. have a T-shirt that says that nerdometer. Well, sure, but does the crowd participate with it? Nah, uh, I don't know. Actually, that gets the point. I mean, half the time the people are booing Roman Reigns and they recap it. They're they're cheering, so I don't know what to think anymore. See, and I would even say then that one that uh, that people say we can we can throw in here. Um, yes, it involved his name, but still, um, the house that AJ Styles built, you know, cause yeah, people... that's the thing. I was actually trying to put that in our intro, but we both kind of agree. We want people, uh, we don't, long story, but I just didn't sound good for the intro. Well, yeah, so... let's, let's move on. Um, actually let's take Well, let's time. continue cause we were still on topic for, for the Balor situation. Balor, um, okay. We'll come right back to this. Okay. Give me one second. We'll come back with we'll a quick little, little break about 20 seconds. All right. Be right back. Hey guys, this is Ramsey. If you're liking what you're hearing today on Rumbling Reality, don't be afraid to give us a good comment. Give us a five star on the podcast app you're using. If you love wrestling, uh, go to rumblingrumors.com. There's tons of wrestling stuff there for you. And if you want to talk to me or Travis, go on Twitter, WWE Ramsey or Travis Falhark. Uh, that's all I got to say. Back to the show, guys. Okay, Travis, sorry about that. And I had to take a little breather. I had to take a little piss break. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah, whether you want to piss or get a drink or, you know, maybe you just want to chill out and, you know, turn on some TV for about 30 seconds. Yeah, you know, 30 seconds okay. of TV. Sounds good. FYI, my energy drink, I drank, well, it's my pre-workout drink. I drank it about 15, 20 minutes prior to this show, and it just kicked in. So if I'm stumbling on words, uh, stumbling on words, it's pretty normal. Like that? But, yeah, it's pretty normal, but, uh, I mean, worse than usual. Okay, so let's finish up uh, your Finn Balor thing. Yeah, uh, so I don't know if WWE is doing this on purpose or not now, but they uh, they released a poll yesterday. I saw this. And it was, uh, who do you want uh, to see challenge Brock Lesnar next for the Universal title? And an overwhelming support. 60% or Finn, more, right? 65% when I cast my mm-hmm. vote. And uh, the only other person that was even in cl- in close proximity, and it's not even really close, uh, but with a whopping 10% out of everybody else besides Valor was Braun Strowman. What? So what do you freaking bet? There, here you go. There's like four or five guys in a, in, the, in the Vince's office or whatever, wherever they meet, and then Triple H or one of the main guys, one of the main guys who he listens to, probably, hey guys, hey, let's you know let's do this. Let's have a poll. To see 
what the what the actual fans and audience would rather pick. And Vince's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then no, I, I think no. I think it's more so of he's like, oh, that's the guy they want. Well, fuck them. I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, I didn't get to that part yet. I was just saying the part that Triple H said, and I feel like this Vince would be like he looks at him like, oh, I'm good. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he and legitimately does it's not very, care. It's very, very sad. Because you think about it, you think back to the Attitude Era specifically, we were dealing with, uh, it was fan-oriented success, if you will. Whoever was getting over with the crowd is who got pushed, right? Yeah. Now it comes down to um, who Vince wants, really. It hasn't always been that way. I mean, we don't know. I mean, with just the social media now and different things, it makes it feel, it never used to feel like that. But now just now you just like the people chatter on Twitter so much you start thinking, oh, that makes sense. It, it, I mean, it could be you. You could make that argument, but I don't know, man. Just <laughs> you would think sometimes the writing's on the wall, and and on top of that, Sunday the writing's on the wall. Do you know that I was, one? I do know that one. I'm just letting you get your. Thank film. God, I was gonna say Travis, man. That's Jeff Hardy's intro, old one. Yes, yes it is. Does he still so use that as solo guy as a solo? Uh, we'll find out when he goes single star, won't we? Ooh, we better. So, um, <laughs> you. you would think that with a with a situation, um, you would think at this point with WWE that's kind of lacking star power at this moment because let's face it, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Braun. They've got Roman, despite what people would like to think. They've got Roman. Um, <laughs> yeah. But AJ, AJ Styles, I, I consider a star. But, of course, he, as we've said before and as I've stated on the previous episode, um, I don't believe that you can have a new top star be somebody who's either almost or at their 40s because at that point they're starting and to you've got up. a lot of heat on Twitter on that one. And that's fine, you know. That's that comes with the but statement. That's but the, the whole point is, yeah. I mean, this we can't make everybody like us. And that's well, what my friend like, told me. My friend told me people troll you and stuff. What are you gonna do? You just gotta troll them back. And I was like, I never thought about that. Yeah, you just you just respond to it. You either respond to it um, in regards to giving them the facts, and then if they still want to dispute the facts, then you just respond to it with humor. And you're like, okay, well, I mean. Obviously, I know more of what I'm talking about than you do, so I don't really need to waste any time trying to be factual with you. Um, so, can I lead into our next topic? And it kind of goes with what you're talking about. So, yeah, you're talking ahead. about main stars and stuff, right? Yeah, and, and I think Finn Balor, just to end that one, is he's he's a star. And the fact that they're not trying to capitalize on him, I think, is a misrepresentation of what his character and what he could be. So, I agree. Um, go ahead. But a next main star, who this is going to be a little – let's make this a little, little topic for me and you – uh, the biggest news right now this week is that Dave Batista has said he wants to come back full time. Yeah, but that's not a new star. I no no no. I said a main star. Oh, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought you said a new star. No no no. Like, like a main stars, main attractions. Yeah. So you know me. I'm a, always been a Batista mark. I don't know why he's like a big guy, but I just always liked him and whatever. Get off my back, okay? Just get off there. So do you think? <laughs> Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns. (laughs) People said that. I don't think that's Roman Reigns. I don't really don't think Batista has. I mean, Batista is, to me, better than Reigns, honestly, personally. I really think so. I'm on the mic. Eh, He he wasn't amazing on the mic, but he was way more fluid, and he didn't feel feel as uh, unconfident as Reigns still does. Like, when Reigns Reigns talks, to me, 
he still has points, and his and he's like he's still thinking. Well, and I'll say this uh, in in defense of Roman Reigns, the promo that he did uh, before Survivor Series with the Shield um, on that Raw, the Go Home Show for Raw, it's pretty good. Uh, he he did well. He did very yeah. well. He seemed he seemed because like he's he was around very relaxed. other people, but he by himself he's always he's never done really well. Here's the thing though. It just and then we'll go back to Batista here in a second. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Um, even if it's just for the fact that he's comfortable because he's got Rollins and Ambrose there to help him out in case he stumbles, sort of thing, he was still thriving off and going off of his own energy. He was going off of that moment. Yeah. So the more, if it takes that for him to get comfortable, then eventually he's going to get to a point where he'll be fine on his own because he'll have done it enough, even in that group setting, to where now he feels comfortable. Yeah. So. So he'll get there. If he continues on that same path, he'll be fine. Um, Batista, I absolutely agree. He was he was not great on the mic, but he was very well-versed more so than Batista. Uh, Especially towards the, the middle Reigns. to end of his career in WWE, it was way better. He was because he was playing a heel. He was actually playing exactly, I think, the role that he Which, should have been playing. Do you playing. think he's better as a face or a heel? Cause heel. You think so? I, he does talk better as a heel, and he feels more relaxed as a heel, and I think he's, he's even He's said, better suited as a heel And character. he's even said that, too. But I just always kind of liked him as a face. He is a pretty funny heel, though. He is. But here's 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 my thing when it comes to Batista. Um, the reason he's a better heel is because, and this is not a dig at him, but if you see how he presents himself... Um, it's not saying that he's a douchebag, so I don't want that to be be the case. But with Batista, well, the way I mean, he carries he, himself, I, I love Batista, man. But I've heard many, many, many things that he can be a big douche backstage. Well, it's not even that back. It's not even going backstage. I'm just talking about his presence, and what I mean by his presence is literally his appearance. He wears top of the line stuff. He he's always dressed to the nine. You know everything. Are we he talking wears, about The Rock and Ric Flair, or talking about Batista? I'm talking about Batista. I was just kidding. Like saying they do the same shit. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is he kind of lives the heel part? You know what I mean? Yeah. He he looks like a heel, walks like a heel, talks like a heel, and he sounds better as a heel. You know. So let's keep going. Different. I like going on tangents with this stuff. So mm-hmm. do you think it'd be kind of cool? Okay, let's let's. What do you think? This is gonna be one of our topics in here. What do you think WWE should do with Batista if he returns full time? And my little fun little theory is. A new evolution. Don't call it evolution. He's the leader and pulls new stars up. Like who? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you an idea. Like, would that be cool? Like to bring in full time, but bring in full time where he helps new stars. For me personally, I would not want to see him be the leader of a new faction. Okay. I'm uh, talking about young guys that are like, you know, like not even, you know, I don't know. I can't think of who. Well, for, for one, I kind of like where you're going with that idea. I like the idea of somebody coming up. Personally, I would feel like, and and again, this is, I'm going to say Heavy machinery would be cool. Well, I'm going to say hypothetically speaking, we're going to go post-WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Triple H, um, for whatever reason, have an issue with the Shield and bring up the Undisputed Era to feud with them. Ooh, yes. And I think that would be a good way to bring them up, too, because they'd be a heel stable. And this all depends, of course, where they're at in NXT at this time. Ooh, I love that. It's a good idea. But that would be a good that would be a good influence for Triple H to bring up three guys that aren't familiar that come in and attack three established guys and sets up what I think could be a pretty epic feud between the two factions. Um, so that could be a that would be one thing I would suggest. When it comes to Batista, though, mm. um, I really think 
he does need to show up as a heel. Because um, my... last time they tried to make him a face, kind of. No, there wasn't no trying. They did. They, they did, completely... yeah, 100%. They completely... But don't you think to... that every and time... The fans that said no. They yeah. did not oh, want yeah. him. They didn't want him as a face. And he, he shouldn't have come back as a face. And he even knew that. Don't you think, though, Travis, every time, no matter who the star is, whenever they're gone, they come back, they're immediately a face because you're just excited to see them. Nah, I mean, every guy that I can think of off my head that has been gone for five, ten years plus always comes back as a fan favorite, so they got to make sure he's going against somebody they want him to beat. I mean, I get it. If it's like a JBL or something, that he's always they always been heels. But I'm saying when a Jericho was a heel for a long time and left and came back, he wasn't a heel immediately. He was a face again, then became a heel again. Sure, but the thing is, is you can easily you can easily get that away when he when he was brought back. You could have had him go out and cut a heel promo right yeah. off the bat. Oh, yeah. You know, there was ways around that because people did somewhat cheer when he came back. But it was like you could have worked around that. You, you know, what pisses me off a lot right now. We're, good topic. We're not going to go. Str- I don't want to stray away from this too much. I want to come back to this. That Bobby Roode is not a freaking heel by now. I know it, it, it's, it's one of those irritating things. Somebody called him a jobber today when I'm putting my I put all this glorious stuff today on Twitter and was tagging my uh, my pho I was eating. I put glorious pho, and people are yeah. like, "He's a jobber." I'm like, "God, I don't want to hear that." <laughs> well, I mean, it's here's because I feel it's a little bit true. He because of what happened, and the, that goes back to Survivor Series, what we were talking about earlier. When when one out of your four remaining Survivor Series guys in the top match is a new generation type of star for or I should say this new era if you will type of star um, let's see Shinsuke Nakamura Bobby Roode Finn Balor just to name a few of those three Samoa yeah. Joe when four those four guys are eliminated before they even have an opportunity to get to the finals and you have McMahon Angle and Triple H as three of your final four there's something very wrong about that. You know, this is supposed to be the guys that are going to help carry your your company going forward. And how do you expect them to exactly. do that when you don't give them the chance to do that? Yeah, God, I know. <laughs> okay, Any, but, sorry. No, I mean that just goes to the guy's point of what you're saying earlier. Is that he he basically jobbed out on one of the biggest matches on Survivor Series, and and it's sad to say that. Do I think he's going to go that route? That depends on what happens with the Baron Corbin feud. Because um, if he ends up feuding with Baron Corbin, it's very likely he could go that route, and that and that's sad. Because I I think they would have really missed the ball um, bringing him in as a face. Okay, I get it. It was a it was actually a pretty smart strategy at first because if you give him that run for just as a face with Dolph Ziggler, it, it worked great because people like the glorious thing. They liked singing the entrance but and everything like that. He says it too much though now. It worked. It worked. But the thing is, is what they should have done is let him run with it for the feud with Ziggler. But then immediately after he was done with Ziggler, they should have turned him heel. Yeah. Because he could have capitalized on that. He could have easily come out and said, "I've already proven now after beating Dolph Ziggler that I'm the better wrestler, and in fact, I'm better than everybody else in that locker room." And but Bobby dude, could do that. He just looks like a heel, though. He That's looks like a young Triple H. That's my point. That's why everybody popped, if you recognized it, when uh, Triple H and Bobby Roode got in. Everybody went nuts for it because 
And and I said this to you before when I used to watch TNA with Bobby Roode and TNA. Yeah. Did I or did I not tell you that I feel like Bobby Roode was uh, TNA's version of Triple H? He was just he a is. solid ring yeah. worker that knew the ring. He was a perfectionist when it came to technique. He was a cerebral type of guy. Assassin. He was Sorry. The, he was their version. You know. I had to say cerebral assassin. <laughs> it was he was their version. Mm-hmm. You know, and to see the two of them actually have a a moment like that was really cool. Um, they got some. They got some of the biggest pops that night in that match. Yeah, I honestly think Triple H should have seen that. And I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's because Vince is in charge or whatever the case may Come be. Come on, it is. It would have to be because you would think, at least I would think, and if I was Triple H, I definitely would be. But if I'm bringing up all these guys that have helped my little baby known as NXT become this major popular brand, wouldn't you think that they deserve much better if they're supposed to be going up to the quote-unquote show? And here's the thing. They made these guys feel like they couldn't handle it by having to insert Kurt Angle and Triple H. Yeah. I love And John Cena. I love Triple H, one of my favorite guys of all time. I love John Cena. Not my favorite of all time, but I love John Cena. Love Kurt Angle. But there's a time and a place. Shane in the match was cool either way, but I think Kurt Angle could have easily said, I'm hurt. I'm going to replace myself with Kevin Owens. I don't know. Whatever. Right. I agree. And that's, that's again, where I think WWE is failing to actually capitalize on what they need to the most right now which is creating new stars that's what the attitude era was built on is you had guys that were that were uh made stars out of it you had i honestly feel like bro it's gonna come to some kind of point i just feel like something's gonna happen sooner or later which i think wwe's gonna have to go through a drought where they're gonna have to lose a lot of stars to realize that they they effed up you know i mean it already somewhat started with uh, Cody Rhodes. When, as a matter of fact, I would argue to say that Cody Rhodes started the trend of you could make it outside of WWE, even if you were a WWE. Yeah, no, we know you're a Cody Rhodes fan. You went to ROH last weekend and you <laughs> saw him in person, talked to him. We get it. That's you're not so where cool. I was going with that. That's funny, <laughs> but um, but no. In all seriousness, think about it. Uh, last year after Mania, you know, that's when Rhodes basically said that I'm done with WWE. I want release from my contract and was granted it. And then since that time frame, look at some of the guys that have left WWE that have gone back to the indie scenes. Austin Aries, prime example, mm-hmm. has flat out said he's we talked making about, we talked more money. We've talked about it before, you know. Yeah, and, and he, he's flat out said I'm making more money on the indies than what I did with WWE. And he was with WWE for a year, you know. And there's, but there's, he's also not as high as like a Finn Balor, whatever it was. Well, again, that goes back to did they put did they market oh, him the right way? Oh, I didn't talk about this with you. I talked about this with George like a day ago. I told him the same concept, and I, I said that because Cody Rhodes. Oh, sorry, I listened to um, the Art of Wrestling podcast recently with Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club, and they yeah. said that Cody Rhodes has making more money right now than he ever made in WWE. And I was thinking, I wonder if Finn Balor would be the same way. But I was thinking. Well, Finn Balor has reached a point Cody Rhodes never has when it comes to merch sales and being pushed as a single star. But that goes back to, again, did the machine give him the chance? You know what I mean? As an independent star, this is where you kind of have some freedom when you're on the indie scenes is yep. you're in charge of your own destiny. You know, If you want to become a star, then push yourself like you're a star. You know what I mean? Did you say and destiny? Cue the Alberta Del Rio music, sorry. Of course. I don't have it. 
Um, but that's my point. You know what I mean? Is Rhodes knew he could do more. He wanted to do more. WWE didn't give him the opportunity to do more. So he went and did it for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, Austin Aries felt like he should be viewed the same. Uh, should be oh viewed in a different God, light man. than what he was. Have you, he wasn't you, getting it. Sorry, so I'm putting you off. Um, this is how you get things going. Did you see Austin Aries return indie promo? I have not seen it yet. Oh my no. god, don't watch it. It's embarrassing. Why? They the people on the internet everywhere on YouTube, it is they said it's the most it was so good going in and towards the middle of the half the crowd was booing him cuz he was so boring. Hmm. I'll have to I'll, I Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I feel so bad for him." Cuz at first he started so strong, you know, making fun of WWE, and, you know, jabbing him some. And he kept just pushing, is pushing weird stuff and pushing his life story and his book in his hand, and it became like a, it was just really odd. Well, and okay, so but beyond that, um, yeah. Aries and Rhodes are proving that you know WWE is not the be all end all. Hell, you could even make an argument and say the Young Bucks actually made that happen because yeah. the Young Bucks are a freaking merch machine, dude. Like. You wouldn't believe how much success they have outside of. They're just the they're just the hot topic right now. Uh I see what you did there, clever boy. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, they they are. They kind of are. Um, But they've been doing this for at least for I mean they've been doing it for years. But but they've reached the level once they got the hot topic merchandise deal. That's when it became good because the USA and their fan base bought the crap out of those things. Um, to be fair, they bought the crap out of those things way before the Hot Topic deal. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, when you have a major brand that's in every mall, like Hot Topic, carry your shirt, people that are – I saw a YouTube video and a little skit. It was pretty funny. It was like people who wear Bullet Club shirts, half of them have never even seen a match with the Bullet Club. <laughs> You're right. No, it's true because there's a lot of people that don't uh, connotate Bullet Club. Hey, it's a cool-looking shirt. Person. It is a badass shirt. I have I've had people walk up when I had my when I have my original one. I know, and I freaking meant to go to Hot Topic uh, on Black Friday and get the ten dollars shirts and buy them all, but I forgot. And one more thing, I'm pissed off about WWEShopZone.com. I am really pissed with you guys. Every year on Black Freaking Friday, I buy like eight, I buy like eight or nine shirts. Okay, and I get like a really good deal, 60, 70 bucks. This year. I got in the cart at 9 o'clock before Black Friday would end at 12 o'clock. Got in the freaking cart. Got it all done. Was watching about Spider-Man, the new one on Blu-ray. Was watching it. I held it off and put everything in my cart. Tried to check out at 10 o'clock. And it said, error code. I was like, what the hell's this? And I was like, maybe some, you know, they're jammed. I was so pissed off. It went, it kept trying every hour until it hit 12. I was like, what the hell is error code? We can't determine your tax. Whatever the hell it said. You can determine your tax in your state. And it would not <laughs> let me check out, so I got no Black Friday wrestling shirts. That's sorry, I, that that that's funny because I almost I almost bought a shirt that day too. So, um, oh, real funny. I had CN shirt. Oh, I can't ever say his freaking name. CN. Yeah, CN shirt. I had all. I love the freaking WWE nerd shirts. I had got like I got like every one of them. AJ Styles. I got Finn Balor. I had all these in my cart. I was so excited to get all these new shirts, and I'm going to have a YouTube channel coming up. I need some new new shirts. And I was like, damn it, what the hell? I Here's the worst part. I went to customer service, tried to send them a screenshot uh, through their little webpage, and it said error code, cannot submit. 
<laughs> I was so pissed off. I'm like, okay, whatever. Sorry, that's my little rant for the day. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the success. People need to know about my life and your life, Travis. We can do our, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, they uh, they were successful way before the the hot topic uh, venture came out. That just made them even more successful. Oh yeah. Um, but they were they were the they were really the innovators to start showing that if you push yourself um, as a big deal and you do the right marketing strat- strategy for yourself and you actually can wrestle, um, some people would call what they do not exactly wrestling because they're more of the flippy dippy whatever you know kind of thing they want to call it now. They're just different. Um, it is different. It's it's a different genre uh, for wrestling fans um, than what you know some of your old timers like a Jim Cornette. Um, would be pervious to watch um, but still it's a different type of wrestling this day and age and they they definitely have capitalized on it and that that goes to their credit and they should be proud you know they showed that you don't need WWE to be a success in professional wrestling yeah. and that seems to be the trend that's going on and I mean Neville has almost walked away it seems like they've smoothed things over with Neville but I think this is what's going to have to happen with WWE in order for them to get a clue that, listen, you guys may be, quote-unquote, the place to go because you know we've all had a childhood that grew up watching WWE in some form or fashion at some point or time. But this day and age, you're not the only camp anymore. You know, There's guys that can go on the indies and make a living doing this without having the machine behind them. You're some, right. some could even be better without them behind them and i really do think it would take an influx an influx of stars to just literally throw their hands up and say screw it we're done with y'all y'all don't y'all don't care about us so why should we care about you yeah i think that's what it's going to have to take you know one thing um well it's pretty interesting on i listened to the art of wrestling podcast with the kenny omega and the bullet club uh last or a couple days ago finished it uh, Nick and Matt both said um, that Kenny Omega didn't even have a freaking Twitter or any of that stuff up until like two years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. And because Kenny Omega was scared, not scared, Kenny Omega didn't think enough people knew about him or he just didn't, he wanted like a mysterious part of it too. And he thought people didn't really care about his t-shirts or this kind of thing. And it's pretty cool to see indie. Well, he's not an indie wrestler, but I put little quotations there on the on the details for our podcast. But it's um, it's just cool to see somebody who's so down to earth, and uh, not not in WWE make probably just as much money as you know some of the you know main WWE stars. Oh yeah, he's definitely risen his stock with New Japan, no doubt about it. And so you hear about New Japan, um, I guess really pushing their way to USA. Like, I mean, they're really going to do start doing more stuff. They released their English YouTube channel. Which, that's what uh, it is. That's what yeah, it, yeah, it that's goes. What it, is. it goes fully active on uh, December the first. Um, they've exciting. already announced that they're coming out. They're coming back to the states uh, in 2018. They've already announced it. Um, honestly, don't be surprised here within the next. I'd give it. I'd give them about another year or two if you see New Japan blow up here stateside. I think so like, too. It would not surprise me if all of a sudden you see an influxuation of New Japan throughout the states. More people want to see it. More people dying to see it because it's a different alternative to WWE, and that's definitely and it's more wrestling what w- based. 
That's definitely what wrestling needs right now is a is a alternative. Well, they WWE. treat the wrestlers like athletes, which I like. <laughs> They do, they do, and that also is the same of Ring of Honor, which is why I think the the co-promotion uh, venture that you see between ROH and New Japan works so well is because everybody respects both companies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, ROH, uh, ROH even announced here uh, in the beginning part of 2018 they're going to uh, release their own version of the WWE Network, which I think oh, is really? great. Yeah, and I think that's wonderful because quite that. frankly. I would totally subscribe to that. Would you? I I love ROH, dude. I've I've I'm the first to admit I don't watch the ROH weekly TV show because I'll be the first to say I forget about it. And there's too uh, much stuff to watch these days. It is. It becomes so much of a chore to watch. I I can't even lie without feeling like it's you know I'm starting to do it more as as something I have to do as opposed to something I enjoy. Yeah. That's what happens when you're in this in this industry. <laughs> oh man. You're telling me. I'm glad you do because it helps me not to watch so much of that indie stuff. Not indie stuff, you know what I mean. Not WWE related stuff. And so right. you can kind of fill me in a little bit more what's going on. I try to keep up with stuff. I've been doing really well on New Japan. So Yeah, so it'll if that comes through and, and comes to, to, the fa uh, to the forefront and we see an for ROH. Wishing? Yeah. Uh, we come to uh, an ROH app for that. Man, that... Yeah, I'll definitely give it a trial run because I guarantee you they'll have a, tri a free trial period. So I'll definitely give it a shot and see what it's like. So I have no desire to try out the Global Wrestling Network of huh. what I call Impact Wrestling. No desire whatsoever to try it. So, um, you know, I, I thought it was pretty funny too. N Nick and Matt on the Art of Wrestling podcast, they were talking about how people just dog Impact Wrestling all the time constantly nowadays. And they always ask people, "Do you watch? have you watched it in a while? And they're always like, um, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and I can say I haven't watched it in a very long time, consistently. Yep. There's nothing. Well, there's nothing there to watch. Yeah. There's really not. They, and that's why I'm pretty adamant. And I, every year, every year, there's always something new where they're like, oh, you know, uh, they're they're about to be bought out or whatever the case may be. There's always something like that every single year. But each passing year. I think it gets more and more closer to that stage where yeah. somebody's finally just going to be like, screw it, we need to get rid of this thing. It's not doing anything. It's not making money. It's losing money. It's losing wrestlers. Mm -hmm. um, nobody there at this current time is a big-name star anymore. Um, all their TNA originals that they they actually groomed into big stars are now gone you know, James Storm was the last of them, and his contract is, uh, expired like three weeks ago. So he's gone, um, and they didn't renew him. Wow. They've burnt bridges with just about every guy that's ever come in to help them out, namely, and most importantly, the Hardys of all people. You burn your bridge with them because you were stupid and let – a guy who knows nothing about the wrestling business actually try to go and sue them over their gimmick rights, which was dumb because that is automatically not going to let uh, – that's already going to put a sour note in a wrestler's mouth to want to go work for that company. Um, it's it, it just honestly at this point, I think we're at the dying days of impact. And Really? I, don't, I just don't see them being here a year from now. If they are, great. Congratulations. You survived another year. But I just I just can't see it anymore. 
There's nothing interesting. There's nothing that draws my attention. There's nothing that's making me want to literally flip over to the TV and say, oh, I want to go watch Impact Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's I did problem. tune in a little bit for Alberto's little thing. Hell, I didn't even do that because, quite <laughs> frankly, I was never that big of an Alberto Del Rio fan. You know me. Back in the day, I loved Alberto's a heel. I thought he was the next big heel, like big, big heel for a long time to come. Yep. Um, a couple, a uh, couple sentences back, you said, you know about, you know the thing I learned about contracts in New Japan. What's that? The Kenny Omega said, New Japan is learning because their contracts are month to month basis. Really? Even with Kenny Omega. And he well, said, and he said recently, New Japan's rethinking all they're doing, and they're having guys sign more longer contracts. But isn't that nuts to have a like a Kenny Omega on a month to month contract? Well, you got to remember, you were dealing with New Japan as opposed to WWE. Let's face it. Well, no, he said as of recently, it just changed. I know because he was one of the first. He actually signed a year long deal with them at the uh, beginning of 2016. That's why we didn't. Or yeah, I'm sorry, beginning of 2017. That's why we didn't see him at the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah, is because and it did and it apparently it did come down to it. Like he. He no, was he very talk- much considering He was in talks to Triple H. They were face-to-face, I heard. Yeah, well, and uh, apparently New Japan came to him, and they realized his star power because of the match that he had with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom this past year. Okada. And they, Sorry. And they realized that he's a, he's a commodity, you know? And he's, and he's somebody who represents New Japan very well, you know? It's, it, and it's to their credit. He can represent them stateside, which is interesting because he's from Canada. Um but he he can rep them here in the states, um, and he can do uh, he can still do promotional work over in Japan because he speaks Japanese. So um, literally, he's an asset for New Japan. Yeah. Um, two last topics. First off, do you think? Well, this is one of the rumors going around that a lot of the women are scared now because every time they have ever added one or two women. Older, older women leave. Not older, but like older, just being there too long and not having a lot, lot of whatever. So, do you do you think? And if you do think, who should go from the women's division? Because we have six new women that have now entered into Raw and SmackDown. Um, I I don't I honestly don't know. There's there's so many women that we see on a weekly basis that like Alicia play. Fox. That's what one comes to mind. Do you think she is pulling her weight now? I definitely think she's somebody that we can we can look at saying, hey, this may not be uh, this may not be somebody we should we should keep with. You know, maybe something to consider saying bye to. And before they let women, before they do let women go, if they do, last question: Do you think? They should have a first ever women's Royal Rumble. They definitely have got the women to do it now. They've That's got a, they've got enough women to pull one off. You think it'd be people are saying, oh, it's not really an attraction. It's not really. They should just do like a, a battle royal or do something like on SmackDown. I was thinking, no, why don't they do it on? They could bring so many. They can do a twenty girl, whatever, but they could bring so many past women that we haven't seen in a while just for fun. Yeah, I think I think so. I think they it doesn't seem like you're really on. It doesn't seem like you really think that's a cool idea. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it is. It's just one of those things where it's it, it just has to be announced, and then we have to see how it goes. Yeah. 
All right, Travi. Well, I think you need to go, and I bought a whole bunch of Christmas lights, so I will be doing some hard labor outside for a while. Well, go enjoy and do that then, and I'll probably hang mine up tomorrow. <laughs> and like, we are, oh yeah, you have a house now, I forgot. No, no, not yet, not yet. What do you mean? Just not yet. You gotta fill people in your personal life a little bit, that's not fun. No, I do not. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that's how people make it. They give a little bit of personal stuff here and there, so you create a Travis character. People know where you're coming from. Well, that's great. They can get my character a little bit later. So... If you want to talk to me, if something I said today pissed you off, if you liked what I said today, you can find me at on Twitter at WWRamsey and let me know if I'm doing stuff right, if I'm doing stuff wrong, whatever. And if you want to talk to Travis and yell at him, which it's pretty easy to do, uh, yeah. you can find Travis at... At Travis underscore Falhark. And Travis, do the out outro. Always like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and as usual, because I can't think of anything else creative for the moment, take care and do something different with your hair today. Bam. Bye, guys. And Later, y'all. Next time. Goodbye. Mm. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>